As you probably know, if you've been watching my channel for a while, I absolutely love having conversations with what I call retroactive jealousy survivors. These are men and women in my online course, Get Over Your Partner's Past Fast, who made insane progress towards overcoming retroactive jealousy in a very short period of time. Some of them have been gracious enough to give me some of their time. We have a conversation I put it on YouTube. It's inspiring, it's motivational for a lot of you guys. It's great, I love it. And if you wanna see that playlist, you can click a link in the description. But beyond that, sometimes I forget that I too am a retroactive jealousy survivor. It's been a long time since retroactive jealousy was an issue in my personal life, but that's still me, that's still part of my history. And as I mentioned in a recent video, I am freshly back from my yearly review, when I look back on the past year, think about what I learned, and I look forward to the year ahead. And I learned five lessons over the past year that I think can be really valuable for retroactive jealousy sufferers, for retroactive jealousy survivors, anyone else interested in my work. So today's video, you're gonna learn about what I learned over the past year and how this could help you achieve your goals in the new year. My name is Zachary Stockhill from RetroactiveJealousy.com and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world, every corner of this lovely planet, overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy, and save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one, or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at RetroactiveJealousy.com. So I did a lot of things right over the past year. I definitely did some things wrong as well, but in today's video, I'm gonna give you the highlights. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about a few changes I made in my life, in my personal life, in my day-to-day -day sort of world that had a big impact on my mental health over the past year. That really helped me achieve some of my goals and that in general just made me a happier, more peaceful uh, human being. So the first thing that I did right, I think, over the past year is I consumed less news than ever before in my entire life. So some of you who know my history, uh, I'm a history nut. <laughs> I love news and current events and history and uh, all these things. You know, I have a BA in history and a master's in history and it's a, one of my big passions. And I think a lot of history nerds like me are drawn to the news. We're drawn to current events. We wanna know what's going on because we know that we're part of history and yada, yada, yada. And with the chaos <laughs> in so much of the political world lately and the epidemic and et cetera, et cetera. The world, there's, there's a lot of bad news out there, frankly. And there's a lot of chaos and drama and stupid debates and stupid culture wars and all this nonsense that really doesn't benefit my life in any way. So I made a really conscious effort. You know, I've been doing this for a few years now, but over the past year, I made even more of an effort to consume less news. And this was hard initially, it really was, because I like being up to speed on what's going on. But I'm at the point now where there's big headlines in America and there's big things on you know, my BBC News app that I just have no idea about because I check it very, very rarely. And some people are gonna say, oh, aren't you worried about being uninformed and being misinformed? People tell you <laughs> anyway, even if you don't wanna know it. People will keep you abreast of current events in the news, friends, family members, without even you asking for it. So it's not an issue. And I realized looking back on the past maybe 10 years of my life, and I've been getting better at this for a few years now, but it was still an issue. I look back at all the time I wasted reading the news and worrying about certain events and devoting all my energy to all these things, this abstract headlines and stuff that had no impact on my life. And I wanna be clear, I'm a, I'm a person who cares about the world. I love the world. I want a, a happy world for, for everyone. And the news obviously is important. That said, I've embraced the philosophy of Jack Cornfield, the great Buddhist teacher. One of his famous lines is, tend to the part of the garden you can touch. If you want a better world, 
treat the people in your world better. And for me, a big part of that, a big way that I can have an impact on the world is making videos like this and connecting with coaching clients and responding to emails and all this, the work that I do associated with this channel. That's just one part. And I do other uh, various charity related things that I'm not, I'm not going to talk about now. But the point is I'm tending to the part of the garden I can touch rather than fretting about things that I have no control over. So I've consumed way less news and it's really, really nice. My head feels far less cluttered with nonsense than it ever has before. Highly recommend you start consuming less news. On a related note, I consumed less social media than ever before in my entire life. I went on an unfollowing rampage <laughs> about 12 months ago. I unfollowed hundreds of accounts and I cut back on my time on these time-wasting apps that we're all so fond of. You know, I've got an Instagram limit. I get, I think, 15 minutes a day or maybe 10, I don't remember, 10 or 15 minutes a day on my Instagram app. And then the app says, Zach, basically, you've had enough Instagram, I'm shutting off, right? There are all kinds of you know, apps that we can use and little hacks that we can use with this technology that actually help us limit our time on that technology. I'm not going to lecture you about the dangers of social media. You're probably well aware of them. You can look at some of the work, for example, of Jaron Lanier. He's a famous writer, a famous thinker who, you know, I think he wrote a book called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Right Now. That's obviously at the extreme end of the spectrum. I do think there are some benefits associated with social media. I post on social media, as many of you probably know, but I think it's important to really curate your social media intake. Again, filtering out all the nonsense, filtering out all the drama, filtering out all the chaos, all the things that maybe upset you or, or, or aren't contributing to your happiness in any single way. Filtering out all the noise and only consuming content that's actually benefiting you, that's actually having a tangibly positive impact on your life. So for me, that involves, for example, more hockey news. <laughs> I'm Canadian. Uh, I love hockey because I'm Canadian. And so for me, you know, consuming a little more sports and a little less politics and nonsense has been really good for my mental health. And just more generally, consuming way less social media has been really good for my mental health. Another lesson from the past year. This was the year that I really started appreciating in a deep way the power of lists. This sounds boring, hear me out. You've probably heard me talk about this in the channel before. By lists, I mean literally to-do lists. Do this, do this, do that, do, you know, don't do this. I gotta get this done today, I'll do this next week. These are my yearly goals, these are my monthly goals. Getting more specific and more deliberate about actually recording what's all you know, rattling around in my head. Getting more of what's rattling around in my head, different ideas, different projects I wanna do, different email that I have to respond to, all this stuff, and actually getting it down on the page keeping more track of what I have to get done every day, what I can be working on. Because if you do this, particularly if you're someone who is somewhat predisposed to obsessive thinking, to irrational thoughts, to intrusive thoughts, you know, think retroactive jealousy. I probably don't have to tell you about it. You know what it's like. If you have that kind of a brain, and I certainly do, it's a really good idea to always have something reminding you of all the things you need to get done what's actually important in your life, what actually matters, what is actually gonna benefit your life, rather than the nonsense, rather than the darkness that may be lurking in your subconscious. So when you feel yourself drifting, when you feel yourself aimless and just sort of hanging out and not, no real aim in life, or no purpose for that day, shall we say, you can pull out your list and you can say, okay, I gotta get this done and that done and this done and that done. And the point isn't to be obsessively productive and just be working all the time. The point is always have something better that you could be doing. 
Always have options so you're not just sitting around. As I've often said, an idle mind is the devil's plaything. You may often find that your retroactive jealousy, for example, is worse when you don't have anything going on. When you're just kind of hanging out and you know, zoning out on the couch and watching mindless Netflix or mindless TV. Or on a long road trip when you don't have an interesting audiobook or podcast. This kind of thing. When you're just kind of hanging out, not really doing anything deliberate. Those are often the moments when retroactive jealousy can take hold. So if you have a list of different things you could be doing, or books you could be reading, or a podcast you want to listen to, or an interesting film or documentary you want to watch, if you always have lists, you've always got options. And it's very easy to remember those options because you have them right in front of you. Another thing I did right in the past year. I got more work done in the past year than I have probably in the previous three years combined. And the reason I bring this up is because it took me a while to really learn this at a deep level, but productivity feels really, really good. It's good to feel useful, to feel like your day has a purpose, has meaning, and has a tangible impact on people's lives. So coming back to, you know, this is kind of related to my last point about the power of lists, you know, do more work, be more productive. Because we often look to the vacation, right? We want to get time off. We want to be spacing out on the couch or watching the football game and da 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 da. And there's time for all those things, right? I've got a hockey game tomorrow morning that I'm very excited about watching. It's important to schedule downtime. However, I have found that my mental health and my sense of peace and, and well-being has gotten much, 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 much better. The more I feel like my day mattered, the more I feel like I got a lot done, the more I feel like I have certain ambitious goals that I am working towards and making a little progress on each and every day. So being more productive has been a real blessing in my life. Finally, over the past year, I got more exercise than I have probably in the previous two years, or at least one kind of exercise. I've bulked up a little bit, nothing crazy, obviously, <laughs> but a little bit. And this has been a goal of mine for a long time, to put on a little more muscle, to get a little more serious about weightlifting. My cardio, uh, that's another story. I've not been very disciplined with cardio, but the point is I've been more disciplined and strategic about my exercise and scheduling more time for exercise, having it in my calendar as a non-negotiable, you know, between two and three, I am exercising. Having that as a habit has really impacted my mental health in a positive way. It's impacted my relationship in a positive way. It's impacted all kinds of areas of my life in a positive way. It's impacted my productivity in a positive way. I think my videos are better uh, after I come back from the gym as I did today. So more exercise has been a real game changer for me over the past year as well. So that's it. Uh, now you know uh, my past year pretty well. <laughs> Good, bad, and ugly. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.